Welcome to episode 60 of the Lap Behind Game Club. This week, we play Night in the Woods. If you like this episode or any other episode of the Lap Behind Game Club, consider a five-star review on your platform of choice. It helps a lot. So Selmer's in Night of the Woods inspired me to explore my creative side. So here's a poem. Your desktop has a shark. May is full of snark. Get sick eating pizza. Problems eating pizza. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have three friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a really great game. Let's talk about a really great game with our second friend. His name, returning for the third time on the podcast, Travis Colnett. Oh, hi. Uh, Travis, you'll hear him previously on two other shows. Yes. What shows are those again? Uh, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Zombie, Zombie U. Destroyed Me. And Journey. <laughs> and Journey. That was Yes. Good. So fourth show, actually. Yes. My mistake. Mm. Coming back for her second show is Jessica Fantuzo. She was on our Soma show previously. Hello, Jessica. Hello. <laughs> Don't be too excited now, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a frequent friend. Thanks for having me back. Oh boy, you'll oh, be, will be in time. In time. Uh, today we're talking about Night in the Woods, a game developed by Infinite Fall, published by Finji. Uh, it was a Kickstarter. Uh, where do we start? Probably with a spoiler warning, right? Yes. I don't think you can talk about this game without spoiling it, or I don't think we can do justice to this discussion without spoiling it. So uh, I would say that you know, if you have any interest in playing this game, which I would wholeheartedly recommend this game to pretty much anyone, um, that you not listen to this podcast until you play it. That is a that is a fair warning. So, Michael, you played it. What platform did you play it on? I played it on my Xbox One. Xbox One. Travis, oh my uh, recommendation and oh. how you played it. Yes. Uh, great game. Loved it. So much fun. Um, I played on my Switch. I loved it. Jessica, where did you play it and do you recommend it? I played it on PC, and I would recommend it. And I played it on Switch as well, and I would also recommend it. Whoa, so, four thumbs up. Four thumbs wow. up. Four thumbs up. We have thumbs. <laughs> uh, what is Night in the Woods? That's a big question. That is a big question. Why don't we start with, um, what is it from a gameplay perspective? Okay. Um, so I'll take a stab at it. Okay. Uh, stab away. Just make sure that when you stab, right. you stab the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great allusion to uh, a mini game that happens later in, in A Night in the Woods. So there are mini games in Night in the Woods. Yes. So A Night, Night in the Woods is a uh, an adventure game where you play as um, a zoomorphic uh, animal, uh, May Borowski, who's a humanoid cat, um, and you... Uh, Go back to your hometown, Possum Springs, uh, and attempt to regain some normalcy in your life. And you reconnect with your friends, and you do a little bit of shoplifting, and you do a, a little bit of knife fighting, and you break some, um, you hit some things with bats, uh, and at the end, you defeat an evil cult. <laughs> Just a casual day back wow. in your small town. Just a casual day in the Rust Belt of the United yeah. States, Possum yeah. Springs. Um, is there anything we left out there? 
I don't think so. Great, I guess we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Great video game. What does the game look like? Uh, I guess it's kind of like a. It's an interesting like art style. It's kind of like it's really flat. I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it's, everything yeah. looks like it's just like it's dr- looks know. like paper craft a bit. It, yeah, it kind of like looks like really high end flash. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really really nice flash animations, right? Like I don't know why that's the way that's the way uh-huh. it looks to me, but yeah, I think that's kind of the way it looks. It, it's cute. It's nice. It's like Newgrounds twenty thirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that URL immediately after this podcast. I think podcast. that's really cool. I like the way you described that. I, I think it's also very bright um, yes. in, in a lot of in a lot of cases. Um, and I think that that aesthetic does wonders for the story that they try and tell. So we've talked about kind of what the setup is. We've talked about the, the gameplay. You know, it's a combination story game, mini games, and then a really weird story. Um, what about the characters? Because I think the, the the Fab Four, as I call them, are incredibly memorable. Jess? Yeah, so May returns home to her group of friends, and you have Greg, who is this like energetic, arm-waving... <laughs> I think the game kind of hints at the fact that he might have like some sort of personality disorder. Um, yeah. He is her friend who works at the Snack Falcon. Snack Falcon. Um, and then you have Angus, who is this smart... Um, I don't know how how would you describe Angus? He's Greg's boyfriend. He's and they smarter live together. than the average bear. He is. Oh, 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 he is smarter than the average bear. That is that is spot on. And then you have B, who at first I thought was a dinosaur, but is actually a alligator. <laughs> and she- you know, I don't know why I'm laughing at you. Like none of these animals characters make sense. She looks like a dinosaur, but That's she so is the like um like witty like a little bit like. A little sarcastic eyeliner, kind of like goth girl that you knew in high school. Yeah. And she does not hesitate to let you know that she was class valedictorian. Mm-hmm. She had black nail polish and she listens to a goth band. Yes, and she's a part of the, the young new socialists, um, very politically involved. Um, she, Yeah, she's an interesting character. She drinks moonshine outside the bowling alley on Saturday nights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is it just me or am I the only one who p- imagined voices for each of these characters? Sounds like a very Jacob thing to do here. Yeah, but probably. Yes. I don't think I, I don't think I had voices for them, but I definitely read their text in certain ways. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't think I had. You know, I could. I can imagine what those characters would sound like. Like I think that's because of the writing. The writing was really, really, really mm-hmm. good. Fantastic. And so every character had distinctive voices, even like like minor characters that you just would meet in the street. Selmers. You know? Yeah, Selmers was my great, favorite right? secondary character yeah. in the whole game. <laughs> um, so like, there's just a lot of different voices, even though it's just text on a screen. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's done really well. So. But there's so many other characters as well past the main friend group that you interact with. So it's like the entire town feels so full and so full of life at the same yeah. time. Absolutely. It, it, one of the things that kind of screwed with my head was at first I was like, uh, this is really stupid that these animals are are better realized humans than a lot of humans in video games. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that screwed with my head was like, these zoomorphic uh, animal people are walking around, but there are also animals oh running God. around yes. that are yeah, wildlife. I and I had a mild existential crisis, 
And then I realized, like, but I'm just, like, a more advanced animal, and there are other animals walking around. And then the real existential crisis of the game hits, and, uh, yeah, there are a lot of really great characters, and don't try and think too much about the zoomorphic animals interacting with the greater world and what they eat and, and how that all yeah, works. Yeah, that really bothered me that there was, like, a domestic cat walking around, yes. and then May's just, like, walking down the street in clothes, and I'm yes. like, yeah, this is a thing. I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. Also raccoons, and yes. they were yeah. in the garbage cans, yeah. and yes. I just... Besides that and her walking on power lines, it yeah. was probably the two things that I was just like, I don't understand. <laughs> she gets electrocuted by car batteries, but not by power lines that she's walking right. on like a feline. Well, yeah. yeah. Did oh, it bother boy. you that her dad calls her kitten? I thought that was. Oh, that's uh, really oh, strange I, I thought too. that was hilarious. I loved it. I don't think I really thought about that. Yeah, but now I'm bothered. You talked about the characters in the game, but even like the per- on the periphery. So Garbo and Malloy, which were like two of oh my, my other favorite yes. characters. Really, the, I did not like those. The TV show host, but I you're meant like not them. to like them, right? Because it's Are like you? a it's it's I I like them. they're spinning on like late night. Like I could see yeah. Fallon. Uh-huh. Like doing that, you don't shtick. like Fallon. What do you have against Fallon? I have I have nothing against Fallon. It's just Fallon like speaks to the lowest common denominator in wow. like in like Jacob throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. Guess but, who's never working for Fallon? Oh boy, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna cut all of this. But uh, but no, they they have a shtick and like it's right. yeah yes yeah That's you could fair. tell exactly what late night shtick yes. they're going for. I also really liked that they had like a like a voice. It was like <laughs> and like no one else spoke no one else in the did. thing. So yeah. it's just like the TV noise that like you wouldn't really hear yeah, yeah like, Charlie yeah. Brown yeah pretty much voices. Yeah. well even when you were scrolling through text there was a very slight like you had to almost yes. listen for it but it was like that that teacher voice that, oh yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah I totally know what you're talking about did okay I, I'm just wondering if anyone else also heard this whenever uh Bia or Bea I think it's B. B like Beatrice yeah yeah B. I just yeah. called it B okay Same. whenever B spoke uh, I imagine she sounded just like Daria. Uh, <laughs> does that fit? You know what? That does fit. <laughs> the only time... Is that a Canadian thing? No, no. Daria's not a Canadian show? I don't show? think so, no. no. Okay. B is like Daria. Yeah, yeah. B is like Daria, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just disillusioned with the world. Well, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. fed oh, yeah. up with its bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I definitely felt that until you get later on in the game and she has more of these like open... Um, being honest about the disappointment yes. in her life. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a moment where I was like, oh, you're way more of a human than like this cartoon character who represents a lot of disaffected, young, smart female teens. Um, that just, I have a quick question about that. Cause, okay. Did you guys, the routes, did they split? They do. Okay. Because I went like full B. Same. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I went full B. So I didn't, I, I'll explain later, but like I didn't end up hanging out with Greg like ever. Oh. So when you guys are talking about stabbing, I'm like, I didn't stab anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I almost went full B as well. Okay. I almost went full B as well. Wow. No, I, I, went, I went part Greg because I'm just like, ah, I'm Greg. Yeah, I figured you'd probably go full Greg. <laughs> Yeah, Greg was great. Yeah. I, we had a we had a comment from um, from Twitter actually, and I'm going to read it now because I think it's the most appropriate thing to do. Thomas Reese, who's been on the show before, um, he had a question, and it's how cool is Greg? Greg is cool, okay. <laughs> Greg is cool, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Greg. Oh my God, is that the voice you imagined? That's, for? Oh, that's that is voice. that is the exact voice that Greg would have. Yeah. And see, like, I also went full B, so there was no stabbing in my game. Right, yeah. So I was, like, super thrown off by that. Yeah. So it was only when I realized that you could take 
different paths than the one that I took that I went on YouTube. I was like, show me examples of other things that happened in this mm. game. Right. And there's like, so I'm sure you all experience the point where you go and either beat up a car with a baseball bat or break lighting. Yes. From so, with, yeah. With the Greg. only baseball bat stuff I did was randomly. I got to hang out with Greg and he would throw lights. Yes. Like, fluorescent lights at me. And I don't know how that <laughs> and one... then bottles right, right at your yes, head. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm like, am I supposed to know how to do this? And so I, uh, I was doing that and I didn't understand how like I managed to hang out with Greg for that. Se- Cause I was convinced, okay, I'm going to choose the B route so that I'm not like, I get the B ending, and if I want to play again, I'll play with Greg, and then I could hang out with Greg and throw fluorescent lights. But um, <laughs> I'd never beat up any cars except for that one dream sequence. Gotcha. And that was it. So there is uh, there is a sequence with Greg where you find a car with a tree growing through it, mm-hmm. and uh, he says, we need to get the car battery out of this because I have a special surprise gift for Angus. I oh, actually okay. did this okay. Oh, okay. in my game, yeah. And so he's like, well, the best way to get to this car battery uh, because the hood is rusted over is to just beat up the car until like we can get it free. <laughs> so, you know, you have a therapy session with the car. Right. Considering that Dr. Hank is maybe not the best psychotherapist. In, <laughs> and in dentist. Small, yeah, and doctor. And, and doctor. orthopedic surgeon. Uh, all in this small town. Um, so you have a therapy session with the car. You beat it up with a baseball bat. You drag the battery out after getting electrocuted. Oh, my God. And you go back to uh, Greg and... Angus's, Angus's apartment and you build a uh, frog character <laughs> uh, no so I actually did this in my game okay. uh, and built this robot so you build yeah. this like a killer robot is probably yeah. a good word for it because you build like, a robot yeah. yeah you get to build a robot what? and at the end of the game yeah. you get to leave it in the woods for the to scare all the children oh, <laughs> oh my that God. did what? not happen to me but I, I built a robot yes I, I I built the robot as well but I didn't get to leave it behind yeah, how did you do that? So my robot was a was a rabbit because the whole thing is oh, mine the, was a frog. Uh, there's a there's this big overtone of like what happens in like small towns automation ec- mm. uh, automation the whole deal. I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But economic times are tough on small towns, and so they had like a locally owned grocery store, and this locally owned grocery store had a mascot. And much like a Chuck E. Cheese, this mascot was like an animatronic mascot. So you actually break into this grocery store um, with some of the local like hooligans and you have the option. You said, hey, we'll, we'll perform a crime for you later, but we want this robot head. So you get to choose one of three robot heads. Ah, that's interesting. I didn't get to do that or I didn't do that crime of breaking in. I just helped Greg build it for mm, Angus as a gift. Yes. And see, I broke in and got to choose my head. Ah. So I choose the bunny head. And I don't think you'd want to see my robot because it had one leg that was a bottle, one <laughs> arm that was a butcher knife. Oh, my you, God. And you turned A Night in the Woods into Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. And so the whole right side was like killer and the whole left side was normal. And at the end of the game, you leave it in the woods to like because it's getting smelly in the apartment. They're like, this is a really smelly robot. We should get rid of it. And in the forest, you leave it on a log. And imagine this, this thing is just like wobbling about oh my God. and just scaring children it's great lovely yes a night in the woods well, it's better than other things that were in the forest with with my yes. killer robot bun bun <laughs> so okay so we've talked about the main cast we, we mostly talked about the main cast mm-hmm. right i think everyone spent a lot of time with b yeah um or beatrice beatrice santello yeah um did so it doesn't sound like we spent as much time with greg um the the best friend um, but he is, how would you describe him? An anarchist, 
uh, with, you know, it's hinted at that he has a bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, any any other Doesn't things you'd say about like a Nazi he's gay. era? He's gay. Doesn't he wear like a Nazi? No, it's era not Nazi. Fascist. It's World War One. You're correct. Oh my gosh. And so he he makes it very clear that the that <laughs> World War One Germans were not Nazis. He's an anarchist, if anything. And because there's a bullet in the helmet, it's a subversive uh, symbol. Oh my gosh! It has an A letter on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't interact with Greg very much. Well, the thing is, I had first hung out with B, and then. The second, so I think the first split is you can either hang out with Greg or you can go to the mall with B. And I ended up going with to the mall with B because I was like, okay, I'm going to try to you know fix this relationship because because mm-hmm. they were so sassy with each other to start. Um, and I was yeah, like, oh, she was definitely not oh, excited yeah. to see you when oh, you showed no, up at not band at all. Practice. And like, but May was given the sass back too. She was like, you're not playing the drums. You're pretty much just pressing a button on a computer, right? Like there was a lot of sass back and forth. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go with that route. But then the next time around when I could pick like where you wanted to go. B asked me, what are you doing later? And I, I didn't want to say no, because what if that option never came back again? So I inadvertently like ended the day by hanging out with B. And then I was like, well, I guess I've committed to this route now. <laughs> and so I never really... I, Greg seemed okay, but thinking about it now, it's like, okay, maybe there was some like under the level, like under the layers yeah. kind of issues that maybe we could have like talked about where like B's issues were like, yeah, you can kind of see she's got problems, yeah. right? So I... I I was a little upset that I ended up spending more time with B than I did Greg. Uh, yeah, because I felt Greg just seemed a whole lot more fun. Um, well, it sounds like there's a lot more mini games with Greg. I don't <laughs> think there was nearly that many. There, there is a mini mini game where they just start stabbing each other. They yeah. have a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. And see, I kind of pinpointed Greg as like the troublemaker. Like you could tell almost right off the bat that he was. Like, maybe he was May's best friend, but he was also a terrible influence. And he, like, like in your conversations, you'd be like, let's go do crimes. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> like, let's not do crimes. But um, the, did you also uh, play the pierogi throwing game? I did I not, did, but I saw a video best. of it. What? There's Tell us about it. Why did I miss all of these? I didn't play the game. So, uh, likewise, like, I, I spent the majority of my time with B. So, I went to the mall and I went to the party. But I was reading after the fact when I realized that there were routes that you could play this progy throwing game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you go and get progies and they're almost like the donuts where they're, like, very special donuts. I and don't remember these donuts Imagine, either. like, an old Flash game on Newgrounds where okay. there's this face, this little dinosaur face. I know she's an alligator, but, like, dinosaur. No. <laughs> this is Greg. So, it's, like, Greg's dumb face is just like going back and forth on the screen and you just have to like time like slingshot throws of your progies and at one point if you you can actually like hit the person's face or you hit Greg's face and the whole time was Greg's going you're getting more on my face in my mouth. <laughs> I did not imagine Greg to have this voice is it just me I think you I didn't mean, ask to hear any of my other impressions uh, do you want to hear my angles no, I'm yes. good okay I'm, yeah. oh no <laughs> Jess says yes oh Hi, I'm Angus. <laughs> Actually, that's not, yeah, that's very much in line with oh what I was gosh. expecting. Let me tell you about my cooking. Oh my I God. like lasagna and brownies. See, and like I wanted to hang out with Angus, but once again, <laughs> I accidentally did not because I was. Did like, you have the choice? I thought it was really so between was, the two. So there was the three. No, but I think like later on, you later in the story, you get the three choices of like where you want to go, and I think. I I ended up going with B and Greg. So I was like, I haven't hung out with Greg in a while. So I was going to hang out with Greg. Don't you have to do all of them? I didn't do no. anything with Angus. Oh, I yeah. did. I did one with all of them. No. no, I did nothing with Angus. I was 50-50 Greg. Did you not take the hike with Angus and his asthma? Nope. Wow. Oh, I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, I didn't. 
I think I think right off the bat, the relationship with B was much more intriguing than what you could tell that you would get with Greg or with Angus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Because, sure. like, once you delve in, and it was so realistic and so relatable, and I think especially for me as a female, like, those are the kinds of relationships that you tend to have around 2021 where you're growing apart from your friends and maybe somebody moves away and you get into these spats where, like, the friendship just kind of breaks apart. So, like, you could sort of tell where that interaction was going from right off the bat, and that's why I wanted to spend more time with B. I did hang out with Greg once, um, which is the robot electrocution. There's a, <laughs> to, to, to that point, there's so much electrocution in this game. Yeah. It's a good thing she's a cat. She needs those nine lives. Hey. <laughs> I think she had three by the end of the game. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I, I didn't, like, I don't know if it was the game or it was just me, but, like, gender isn't something that I immediately, like, gravitated towards in these characters i yeah. wasn't like hey i know like you're a male character you're a female character i, I it, it took me a while to figure out i really out. liked that about that, this game yeah yes. exactly right like so there would be times where i'm like uh like i shouldn't just assume but like legit i was it was, it was i liked that, that a lot you know so i think there was a mouse that was up on the roofs of something and then i ended up hanging out with this mouse her name ended up being Lori. Didn't know that for the longest time, but we ended up going to the train tracks and we ended up like laying in between train tracks and this, this uh, Lori really likes horror movies. Yeah. I ended up doing this whole hangout with this Lori mouse that was hanging out on the roof. Like interesting. So who were your favorite characters that, uh, that you bumped into that are not part of the like core story? I was going to say the mom, but like, we'll just mom. I love the mom. Oh my God. The mom is terrific. Daytime mom. I love the mom so much. I would go visit her at the church every day. Me too. Yeah. Every day I went to the church. We ended up going to see a going, like she ended up playing hooky from work because we, Whoa. Yeah. 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 So I think it like kind of, uh, say goodbye to the house. Yeah. So she was like, (laughs) I know. Right. Um, so she, uh, I, we, I went to her work and she was like, Hey, like I'm going to, you know, dip out right now. Like, how about we go for a walk? So we went for a walk up a hill and we chatted a bunch and stuff like that. It was really nice. And like when I had to fight, her mom like i i did not like did you, did what you guys do you mean to, what do you mean fight like have a, have there, a fight there was like, a full-on argument and i was like oh I, yeah sorry no like no, no physically fight was. i was like yo you're rolling with mom you're yeah, dropping you know elbows mini game where you stab her? elbows on mom's face <laughs> no like when you have that like yelling that yelling match about pretty much how may is kind of the cause of them having financial troubles right um i was every choice i was like i'm just gonna try to like disperse this i don't want to make this worse than it is but then boom like it just every choice that i made was that fight was going to happen regardless so i was really upset that i couldn't stop fighting with mom and i was like please just let this day be over yes uh so much relating to what jess said that that this game and the characters are very relatable Mm -hmm. um and and i think i feel it or i think we might feel a little bit more than the average person because you know we're from a a manufacturing area that is no longer very manufacturing oriented, mm-hmm. um, part of the Rust Belt. And, um, you know, you have a changing identity being from a, a town or a city that that's in that, uh, area. Um, but there, there was so much relatability in having those conversations that like they give you a, a chat dialogue and you get to choose which one, but both are cringy. And yeah. with time, because we're a little bit older than the characters in the game, you know, like neither of these are good, mm-hmm. but I can relate because when I was younger, I would say stupid, stupid stuff like this. Like I would just, I would be the guy who would be oblivious to my privilege 
that like I lived on the better better side of town or in the nicer house in the neighborhood like um like in the game in Possum Springs all the nicest houses and the nicest neighborhoods are to the far right of town and as you move left uh and get closer and closer to where the the bus depot was um it gets poorer and poorer with more broken down buildings and I was that guy who was like oblivious and just saying to people like B that like, no, but you have a choice. Just choose, like decide not to do this. And you don't always have that choice. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's only with age and time that I think you get that perspective. And so there were a lot of moments in this game that I, I, deeply related and identified with these characters there's this great video on youtube called it's from the channel what's so great about that and uh it's like a six minute video and one of the points that was brought up in the video is that traditionally video games will go left to right but like speaking on your point about um the economics and going from you know quote unquote the good part of town to the bad part of town you actually go left for a lot of this game Mm -hmm. so like it almost breaks conventions Mm -hmm. of gaming in that way too Mm -hmm. so much of the game you're not allowed to go right when you when you leave your house yeah uh, because Mm -hmm. there's construction and then the moment they do allow you to go right it's you know you can't really go anywhere yeah there really Uh, i think was there anything that came from that like you get to sit on the bridge yeah that was about it you get to see the edge of town um you get to see i think one of the funnier signs in the game which is you're not lost. You're here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> at the at the entrance to Possum Springs, um, but yeah, there's not much out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and not much like we we've talked about. Cho- we've talked around choice. Um, you know, there's the illusion of choice in this game, um, and I think a lot of that comes through because the writing. This reminded me a lot of like a YA novel, but like, and I think Scott Benson said this in the GDC talk that was done that Mike you sent to us to kind of have a look at but it almost seems like it was written by like a 30 or 35 year old like a YA novel but it doesn't talk down to the audience in any way they're like this is my experience as a 20 year old but I'm actually 30 and 35 and I've moved past this but I have enough insight to give you insight into what I was going through when Mm -hmm. I was 20 right Mm -hmm. but the illusion of choice is something that you think you have but you actually have not a lot of choice in this game yeah, thematically, it was very similar to, to some of the narratives that you would see in like a young adult novel or like even like The Catcher in the Rye, right? Like there are some mm-hmm. some parallels and similarities to that kind of category of, of literature. But you're right. I think the way that they approached the dialogue and the decision making and the, like the dynamics between relationships, like it wasn't... Um, it wasn't aged down at all. Like it didn't feel yeah. like it was directed towards that age group in the it's... slightest. So much of it is, um, I think it would be wrong to call it a coming of age game mm. or a coming of age story, um, but it, it is so much of a, a moment in time where someone is growing up. Um, I think the Bundes, no, um, there's a German term for, for this type of um, story. Damn, give me a second. Can I can I give you um, a quote from Errant Signal? Yes. So Errant Signal, uh, which is another YouTube channel, um, they uh, this was great, and they called this game or uh, the channel called this game "Dicking Around with Friends Until You Stumbled Into Something Emotional," the video game. And I think that's just a very appropriate way to describe it. I would disagree that this isn't a coming of age story because I feel like initially when you start to learn who May is and and how she's acting and how she's running away from all of her responsibilities. I found her almost unlikable. Like, yeah, I kind of agree. I there's moments where I did not like her at all. 
And then as the story progresses and when you kind of uncover more and, and you hear, you know, B tell her like it is so many times and she starts to kind of clue into what's going on at the end, like you can tell that there's definitely some character development and she's gone through this like emotional journey, so to speak. And like, she becomes like a much more well-rounded character. Um, I mean, I think you as the, the, the player gains more perspective after having seen the things that go through May's life. But I don't know if May, the character is that much different at the end. Like, I mean, she deals with deep existential questions. Um, but I don't know if she's that changed at the end, like at the end of the game, you know, we're still going to band practice and we're pretending as if it never happened. Yeah, that's true. But there is the conversation that's at least starting to happen around it. And like the realization of, you know, regardless of perspective, like B has a lot going on and may sort of discounts that at first. And then eventually she, she, her, and, and maybe it's because of the time that we spent with B. So I don't know if some of the dialogue was a little bit different. Um, but they have a conversation at one point in time where they start talking about, you know, May sees it as, as super unfair to what B is dealing with in her life. And she starts to become more of a champion for B. Whereas I feel like at the very beginning of the game, through some of the earlier conversations, she's so selfish. Right. Yeah, I totally, I kind of actually totally agree because there's... You kind of actually... I kind of actually totally agree. (laughs) You know, I think just because I I came to that realization because, yeah, Justice right. There is a little bit of growth there. I don't know. I'm kind of right between Mm -hmm. you two because I see the growth and I Mm -hmm. see that May, I think because May has an understanding, right? And she kind of understands where B's coming from better. But there was a a lot of repeat conversations where like... B would say something and then May was not getting it. And like, I think it, maybe it's because I hung out with B so much, but I think almost at the same time, I feel like I wanted more out of the ending, like in terms of Interesting. like, you know, like I wanted more out of like, I maybe like, I want to know that there's going to be growth and maybe there just wasn't like a clear, maybe it wasn't clear cut enough for me, but right. that's just because I'm entitled and I want more, but like <laughs> I wanted more of a clear cut, like, ending or maybe at least clear cut like hey this is where we're going to progress right and like i guess because the story just kind of like it ends and then Mm -hmm. they're just going to do band practice and i'm kind of like okay what did we learn from this and i'm sure there's lots that we could learn from this when you think about the whole story as a whole but may herself i'm like okay where does she go from here Mm -hmm. and i yeah like you know uh, i i can see that argument and i think part of it is that um a Night in the Woods is a game that you think about a lot when you finish playing it. And I think you probably gain a greater appreciation and insight the further away it's been from when you've played it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished this game last night, so <laughs> I have not had that much time to think about it. But I, I s- still kind of feel like there isn't that much growth um, from where May starts to where she ends or where a lot of these characters start or end, like relationships develop and progress, but I'm not sure if the, if, if because they move forward, there's necessary growth happening there, but you know, I'm, I'm open to both. And I I think, you know, I think you can make a compelling argument for both. Isn't that life though? (laughs) That like, and and I'm not just saying that to like move on to something else. Like as people, do people really ever change? Yes. Oh boy. They do. This is a conversation we're going to have. I I think fundamentally that people cannot really really shift from where they are as I people. I love that we're having a question or we're having um, a discussion about 
the the nature of man and, <laughs> I and wish our existence. people could have seen Michael just like stood up as I was talking and was like, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> you excite me, Jacob. Yeah. Let's go. Um, so I, I absolutely think people change and can change. Um, and, and, you know, I think one of the one of the fun things about this game is that they use like a love Lovecraftian horror um, element to kind of spur this uh, question about you know our existence and what is the nature of man yeah. and yeah. and and all of these questions. Um, but to your point about do people ever change? I absolutely believe people change. I think uh, setting aside some like metaphysical stuff. I, I think people are really just an accumulation of habits and habits are easy to be stuck in. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely believe that people can change habits. And if you change those habits, you are able to change. Um, you know, an example that I would give are people who have, you know, substance abuse issues, right? People who have substance abuse, abuse issues, you know, if they couldn't change, they would always have those substance abuse problems. But there are people who have those who are able to get past it by changing their habits mm-hmm. like selmers like selmers oh there you right? go oh, yeah. Yeah. it's almost it's almost like um it's almost like mental health and you, you know all of these things are, are motifs and, and themes of the game oh maybe um you know like i would i would provide more examples of you know mental health i think is a, another great example to go to mm-hmm. a lot of the most effective treatments for um you know, anxiety and depression, uh, you know, is CBT therapy, mm-hmm. which is about being mindful and, and, and thinking about the, the things that you're feeling and why you're feeling them and making habitual changes to um, have a different reaction to that stimulus. Now, are these changes or are these shifts? Because I think we're we're, what, we're dancing around def- the same what, what's area. The, what's the distinction? So you said that you know someone can change their habits. For example, yeah. I don't necessarily think that that is a like full sale change. That is that is I'm at zero right now, mm-hmm. and maybe I I move to ten percent or I move to twenty percent. That is not a I wake up tomorrow and I am a brand new person. Or even if I work towards a goal, that is let's say I want to be Mr. Olympia, right? Mm-hmm. I want to work out real hard, be in bear mode for years, and just decide that I'm going to be an Olympic lifter or flex all you want, Mike. <laughs> um, but th- that's a gradual thing, sure and. I could never be Mr. Olympia, right? My my body just doesn't let me do that. And no, you, that's your mind. That's yeah. my, I I I genuinely and Jess is actually laughing right now, but I genuinely <laughs> think I could not head. be. There's a lot of things that I could work for ten years and and be and do, but I don't think that's one of them. There is only one way to eat an elephant, and that's one bite at a time. Oh, there is one wow. way to climb Mount Everest, and that's one step at a time. Um, Essentially, the argument that you're making, correct me if I'm wrong, is that people never climb Mount Everest. They just take one step at a time. And what I'm saying is all you need to do is focus on taking that one step. All you need to do is focus on making these small uh, habitual changes Mm -hmm. and they accumulate, they stack, they snowball into a big difference that, you know, if you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger from the first day he started working out to, you know, one of his peaks as, you know, the the, the physique, right? Um, you would say, I mean, there's a massive difference. Clearly, you say change would have occurred, but it's the same f- underlying person. There's just a difference in habit. There's a difference in 
um, you know, routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think those routines manifest not only physically in, in how someone looks, like if someone goes to the gym, um, but also mentally with not only how you think about yourself, but how you train yourself to be mindful of the thoughts that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think this game does a really good job oh, of sure. making that a, a very clear. Like, there's that really, I, I find, relatable scene where May is looking in the mirror oh my before God, she goes to out. Oh, my God, Yes, totally. And, and you're just, you are your own worst critic. You mm-hmm. see the things that bother you the most about yourself in detail that you would never see in someone else, that you would never think is a big deal. Yeah, like, I was, I had a total moment of, Oh my gosh, she's so relatable. Be, you know, <laughs> hashtag relatable. Um, she really, she was looking at herself in the mirror and she is putting on the costume and blah, blah, blah. And one of the options, I think one of the options was, I'm afraid that people don't like me. And I was like, oh, right in the gut. Like right. that's I just, I'm dead because I'm like, oh no, that's what I feel. And like, that's, you know what I mean? So but you're the most likable human on earth. Okay. Travis. I'm just fishing for Confirmed. compliments at this point. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> it just, just keep bringing them in. I'll, I'll take them all. But like, I, yeah, you know what I mean? So like, that's one of those things that, yeah, you have those anxieties, you have those things, you have to change the way you think about yourself because obviously, Hey, look, I am likable, but like, it, Legit though you are Okay But like you don't think those things It's easy to not think those things It's easy to not have To get in that habit of thinking I'm not likable I'm not likable mm-hmm. I'm not likable No one wants to talk and to it me It says so much that if Travis can think that Right That like <laughs> Who is Who is immune <laughs> No and I'm not even blowing smoke Like oh Travis is And I'm hey, Look I, I've said this to Jacob When you're not here Travis Oh here we go You are just the nicest dude in the world Oh boy So uh, Like if Travis is is experiencing that, like you just fell into my trap is. of getting, giving me compliments. Thank you. <laughs> you used your trap card, and I fell but right done. into Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah. That's progress. We talked. I made the joke when we started the podcast about May, and I said it's a May, yeah, because <laughs> I think I I really relate to this character because I'm someone who like May like went and totally changed her life. So like went to college. But I thought people can't change. Uh, oh. get, let me get to my point. Was here. it a shift? Let me, let me get to my point. Did you just shift a Did great you shift distance? Your life? Oh my gosh, guys. And I moved back in with my parents, like, uh, you know, later in life. And, you know, there's a lot of questions that come back there. I, I went, came back to my hometown. I'm hanging out with the people that I used to hang out with when I was in high school. Like, this is literally whoa, this your is game. This really is really relatable. This is, I think, Travis. It might be. You said, no, just kidding. <laughs> well, you actually talked to me and you're like, Greg? Jacob, one, this is your game. And what did you actually say about, about May? Didn't you say that May is you? Oh, yeah, May is you. Like, like, full-fledged may is you and so i'm just like b must be because i'm definitely not greg Mm -hmm. so i'm definitely b if that's the case but don't play baseball with jacob (laughs) but i'm someone who like i I can see that like even compared to so this game takes place let's say over three months maybe Mm -hmm. it's two months maybe it's a little less but like i can see that in myself that there's a a change that's happening and i don't think that we're we're disagreeing we're on polar opposite ends it's just you're saying that you can have whatever you want as long as you you know bite this elephant every once a day where i'm saying like someone can shift and (laughs) the shift will happen it's the exact same thing. You can bite this elephant once a day. <laughs> That's what you're saying. You can bite this elephant once a day. But I'm saying, like, there's a shift, but it might not be that far off your original axis. I, I think that's one way to put That's how you eat an elephant one bite at a time. <laughs> <laughs> just eat, eat this el- Just bite this elephant once a day. One bite. I'm full. I don't think the elephant's going to like you very much. Jacob, I think you need to start writing poetry. Yes. I think oh, you need to... Be our own Selmers. Yes. Start Should a poetry I... diary. 
should I should I give you actually one of my poems that I wrote for for this game? Oh my gosh, you wrote look, a poem for this game? Yes, you should. But I also feel bad because I got lost in your bite this elephant once a day <laughs> and did not understand the end of your point there. Uh, which was I I feel like May and I feel like I'm making strides. You know, mental health, uh-huh. but it's it's not. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not a, an overnight thing, and. Which is kind of indicative. It's something you always struggle with, right? Yeah. So if you let it slide, if you let it backslide, if you neglect your mental health, for example, let's say you're mm-hmm. doing a master's program and you don't get enough <laughs> Just sleep. Hypothetically. Oh, boy. Hypothetically. Um, welcome to Jacob's Jacob's uh, personal corner here. Um, I won't charge you for this hour, I promise. <laughs> um, I will. I'll be giving a nickel right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you, let it, if you neglect it, it, it can turn on you. Right. Much like happened to May, where Absolutely. she neglected her mental health and, and look what happened. Well, I mean, right. May also had uh, Lovecraftian horror <laughs> that was seeping from a, a mind very close to her hometown that, w- that was taking over her brain. Yeah. So, you know... <laughs> apples and oranges but um i do take your point absolutely that that it's it's um that making change is not easy and it's not always readily apparent and it's definitely not always rewarding um but i i think it's important to to keep in mind that like change can happen and it does happen you just don't see it every day it's only when you have the luxury to look back and and see where you were and and where you are now that you know, you can see how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Can I give you my poem now? Yes. Okay. Hit hit us. Hit us. Should, do I need to snap? Yeah, we need to snap. So this is this is my Selmers. Oh, here we go. May is a cat. You have to like do the snapping and. Oh the... oh oh. May is a cat. She ain't a rat. Mom is so cool. Dad such a fool. That's it. That's my point. Wow. Did, did you just write that on the spot or did you prepare that ahead of time? I, I just wrote that on the spot. Was, wow. it, was it good that or was, was it bad? It was good. Six out of ten, right? I'm not going to lie, though. I really like Summer's poetry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys get to the point where sh- you actually got to see it? In, in, the, in the library? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to like, I don't know if you have to see, like speak to her every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made sure I did. Mm-hmm. I kind of tried to do everything Me every too. day. Yeah. Like I didn't want to like not, I didn't want to miss something every mm-hmm. day. Did um, you not, um, did you not have the, the feeling that like it was impossible to see everything? I think, yes. yeah. I, yeah, totally. Um, I, I feel like, especially after hearing all of it, like I feel like I missed so much of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I totally realized, uh, did you guys unleash the rats? Yes, in, okay. I totally nope. did. Okay. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mallard the, the duck yes. is May's <laughs> favorite parade float. Yes. Um, and as you are jumping on the, the power lines, power lines yep. you stumble across an old building with an open window right. after a dog starts barking at you. And you open the window yep. and you go in and you find boxes full of flowers that are not actual like fresh flowers. They're, they're like plastic, plastic flowers. flowers. Thank you, Travis. And then you find an exit door that doesn't actually exit anywhere. Right. It's locked. It's locked. Um, and then you open it and you find this creepy duck parade. Upside down duck what? parade thing. Yeah. So I think it's pretty much where like they keep all of the you know decor and stuff for the city and everything. Yeah. Um, and you can look inside the hole of this giant mallard's stomach. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's a float, right? Mm-hmm. And you look inside and there's like this shriveled little tiny rat, white rat. It's like really gross looking, but it's like your little rat babies. And then, um, so 
Okay, you know when you go into the subway kind of area? The down Venice below? of Possum Springs. Yeah. So you can steal pretzels, right? So you can shoplift the pretzels. Um, <laughs> and you Crimes! Video yeah. games. <laughs> yeah. You take the pretzels and you feed them to the rats. And if you do that enough days in a row, the rats slowly start like breeding. So like there's like two rats and then there's four rats. And then there's the rats are no longer there because they've spread into the building. And then by the end, the rats are all over that screen of the city. Like they're on the power lines. They're on the windowsills. They're everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And there's all these, all these little side things. Like, did you guys get the tooth? Yes. I got the tooth too. Right. Yeah. What? So the tooth? yes. The tooth. So did you explore around your home at all? Yes. Okay. No. So did you find the bookshelf uh, on the second floor of the house um, that that your grandfather gave you all these old books from? No. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know what? It's because the game auto makes you go downstairs. If you jump, you can stay on the top floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I tried to go into the the storeroom to find a safe Mm -hmm. that I couldn't access, Mm -hmm. but I I didn't know about this bookshelf. So the the password to the safe is in the book. Oh. Uh, Oh, weird. I didn't have that. Yes. Yeah, so if you if you oh maybe I already you, knew it. Yeah, I, exactly. I didn't actually read you it. Just okay, didn't that piece makes it. Sense. You yeah. didn't piece it together. I didn't piece it together. That it. was there. Yes. That makes yes. Sense. What's in the safe? A tooth. A tooth. And oh. If you uh, read yes. the microfiche in the in the library. In the library. Yeah. Um, you end up finding oh. there's all these other little stories <laughs> about the town in the microfiche, and it just it really helps paint a picture of the mm. world of Possum Springs, and you find out that there was a. Uh, a union uh, group that uh, would take the skull and each member had a different tooth and they would, when they would meet for their meetings, they would put their tooth into the skull and at the end of the meeting, they would take their tooth and they would go and it was kind of your, your entry ticket. Um, and, and that is a hundred percent what I thought the, the miners at the end of the game were. I thought they were the continuation of that. <laughs> They've got the same idea. Yes. I feel like there's a big segment that I missed at the house. I didn't unlock the crawl space. Yeah, you had to uh, talk to your dad every time, and then you eventually move the boxes. He eventually moves the boxes to the main floor, and then you can get into the crawl space. It's like five, five or six yeah, times. It's, it's quite a bit. You have to watch TV with him. I talk to mom and dad every morning and yeah. every night. Mm-hmm. When May jumped on the counter, I was always just like, oh, it's mom and May time. Yeah. But we we skipped over the Selmers with my awesome poem. Yeah, yeah. we skipped it over was. his very politically charged she. 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 Thank you. Her very politically charged yes. um, poem that was one of my favorite parts of the game <laughs> because yeah. this game like wears its politics on its sleeve mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. even even at the end of the game like we won't. Maybe I'll just allude to it now. There's like two groups of people, and one is like represented on the right side, and it's like the the young adults who are maybe 20 who have more liberal views, and then like on the left hand side, all of the the cultist miners who have more conservative views. And I was just like, dang, I like this. But the poem, do you want me to just read the whole thing or huh. give you the give you kind of like some of the, yeah, the highlights it. of it? Um, no reception here. I wave my black phone in the air like a flare, like a prayer, but no reception. I read on the internet, baby face boy billionaire, phone app sold, Mm -hmm. made more money in one day than my family over 100 generations, more than my whole world ever has, world where house buying jobs became rent paying jobs became living with family jobs. 
boy billionaire. Money is access. Access to politicians waiting for us to die. Lead in our water. Alcohol and painkillers. Replace my job with an app. Replace my dreams of a house and a yard with a couch in the basement. The future is yours, forced 24-7 entrepreneurs. I just want a paycheck and my own life. I'm on the couch in the basement. They're in the house and the yard. Some night, I will catch a bus out to the West Coast and burn their Silicon City to the ground. Wow. So impressive. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you don't expect it because he just reads like she. she sorry. See? She keeps reading poems that are just like. Right. It's like. They're yeah, one liners or yeah. two liners. And these poem, this poem just like. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. And then you find out more information about Selmer's outside of her poetry. Like, you know, that she was an addict, that mm-hmm. she had, you know, all of these ki- substance abuse. I think she had a kid she was as married, well. Married, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you just you find out so much about the the characters and all these supplemental ways. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of side characters, what do you guys think of Germ? Okay, I didn't do, I didn't do any. Is there a thing with Germ? There's I'm, yeah. Okay, because I didn't do it. Yeah, there's there's some stuff with Germ. I didn't spend much time with Germ either, but he comes into like a very critical point at the end of the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like out he of n- out of nowhere, he's basically the character that saves everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, there is some cut content in the game when you go to Germ's house um, oh. that uh, alludes to the fact that uh, Germ's family, uh, they're actually the miners, <gasps> oh. uh, which should explain the... Why they have access in yes. the... Oh, no. Also oh. would explain why you don't recognize any of the names or voices in a small town. Mm. Um, and also there's cut content where you talk with... Uh, Germ's grandmother and she pretty much lays out everything that happens and will happen to May. Um, uh, and she even calls May a sturdy girl like May's grandfather. Weird. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah. Do we want to kind of move down the path of like the big twist in this game? Yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, I, I think we should just lay out that this game for a long while is just day to day in a small town. Yeah. You know, you're you're walking through town. You're catching up with everyone. You're talking with the priest. You're talking with what's our homeless friend's name? Uh, Bruce. Bruce. Mm-hmm. Talking with Bruce. You're talking with the goth teenagers who talk in triplet rhyme. Yes, I love that. Um, you talk with um, random teenagers that were also a yes, group that she that kept... you are now an adult to. Yeah, she's like being a parent, hello like, fellow uh, teens. Yeah, hello <laughs> teens. <laughs> um, you talk with everyone in town, mm-hmm. um, and then. You know, you, you have these little side adventures. You go you go to the party and you stumble across your ex and you drink too much alcohol, mm-hmm. which, ugh. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> right? Uh, and then um, you end up going to the college party with B. Yes. Um, and I didn't do that. You no, didn't do that? Wow. Oh, that's, that's, Greg B. Right. No, that one was great. That, that one is, mm-hmm. the, I think, the highlight for yeah, me. Yeah, I think that's like the peak of B's story is right there. Um, do you want me to just tell you what happened yeah okay uh so you go to this party um and it's pretty much it comes to find out that b has been going to these parties just to kind of have a semblance of normalcy so like she goes pretend she's a kid at this school and everything like that because it's like an hour and a half away so she's pretty much just acting as if she is uh you know a normal kid who doesn't have to pay bills and take care of her father and run a business and do all these things. Right. So, um, may not knowing any of this puts her foot in her mouth and kind of embarrasses B in front of a couple of guys that she might've kind of like was flirting with a little bit. And then, so B, um, kind of 
she runs away from this party and you have to like jump across a bunch of rooftops and everything like that to get to her. Um, and then they have like a good conversation at the, at, like at, at the river down by in the city where, um, they kind of talk about like, would we even be friends if we weren't kind of stuck together? Are we just friends by proximity is kind of what they say. So kind of is like the peak. Which also of, so relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like who has not had that, that moment where you're like, are we friends that would survive Stay any friends. distance? Right. You know, that would survive all of this mm-hmm. or, and then at what degree is, or what degree are all of the relationships in my life relationships of proximity right Mm -hmm. just because it's easy (laughs) again the relatability of all of us being from a small town where you hear trains in the distance (laughs) wow yup um but i think uh two of the creators scott and bethany like they're both from pennsylvania okay oh i thought this was an australian game uh so also pennsylvania is Perfect. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking when I was mm-hmm. looking at Possum Springs. Yeah, so the connection there is Secret Lab built the game's narrative engine, and that's the Australian connection. Gotcha. They're from Australia, yeah. Okay. The game was ported by 22nd Century Toys, toys as well on Switch, right. but um, I digress. Yeah. I, it looks like Pennsylvania to me. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a small Rust Belt town. Mm-hmm. Um you know, somewhere that I would, I could easily see, you know, a bit outside Pittsburgh. In addition to, you know, all of these little side stories that you have and the hangout with your friends, um, it, it kind of culminates with, again, what, what kind of feels like a normal day where you're, you stop by uh, the pickaxe, uh, B's store, and you help her with a, um, a pageant that she's agreed to help <laughs> run uh, to tell the story of the town. And at the end of it, you step outside and both B and Greg go their own way and you see a hooded figure kidnap um, what looks to be a girl on a cell phone right behind you. And I think that's really the reason why I, I notice the character. You see the glow of the cell phone mm-hmm. and um, you see the character get snatched and you chase after them. And, uh, and this is after you find a severed arm on the ground. <laughs> yeah, which was totally random. And like, absolutely random. And people were just like, oh, okay, there's a there's an arm there. Yeah, sure. how are you not freaking Let's out? Let's poke with like, a stick. Right. Yeah, yeah, legit. This is the most like, stand by me moment you could yeah. ever have in a video game. But for real, how is it not the talk of the town? It's a small right. town. Do arms just show just up on the daily? And no one cares. How is this not the biggest news? So like, we're going home now. Like, what is I... her aunt cop's name? Mall cop. Mall cop. Is that actually <laughs> no, the name? It's aunt Molly. Molly. Aunt Molly. I called her Aunt Cat. And cat <laughs> I actually had a theory because I feel like once once that happens and Aunt Cop Cat shows up out of nowhere, <laughs> she very much is the one to like brush it under the rug. And then you yeah. have this conversation with uh-huh. her after the fact of how she's in the town to protect May from things like this. So mm. my theory is that Aunt Copcat is actually part of the Aunt's cult. Aunt Copcat. Yeah. Whoa. I, yeah, I had the same thought. I'm not, and I think the internet kind of had the same thought after I looked it up a bit. Um, that you know, because you don't see in that epilogue afterwards, you don't see the aunt at all, even right. though she kind of played like a recurring role of like, but. She just Are you sure in? you don't uh, see no, the I, you I, do I bumped see her. into her. Don't at the think end. you bump yeah. into her at the very, no. very I end did. afterwards. I'm almost positive you don't. Um, pretty sure I, I think did. I saw her. Yeah, really? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Maybe. I did. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure she was hanging outside your house. That was like the day before, I think. Either way, 
Uh, anyway, I, I, you know, I was a little weirded out by the relationship between uh, May and her aunt. Yeah. Molly, mall cop. Um, because I was like, this is needlessly hostile and aggressive. Right. And typically I would expect this type of relationship with a parent. Right. Who's supposed to be the one that's like the, uh, the authoritarian rule maker. Right. Uh, keeping, keeping a teen in line, but not the cool uncle or aunt, which usually mm-hmm. have a much better relationship with because they're more relatable yeah. and, <laughs> and often a bit younger and, and all of that. Um, but then I realized at the end of the day, May enjoys crimes and yeah. is very uh, anti-authority. And her aunt, the cop, the one-town cop, right. is like the perfect symbol of that. So, of course, she's going to have a difficult relationship. So, getting back to it, once you see this teen get abducted, you chase after um, this hooded figure to the far left of town. And somehow, um, this this character who's abducted this, this girl... Um, is able to either hop over this fence or phase through it and may believes it's a ghost. And very quickly May's aunt shows up and says, Hey may you have to get home. Like this is too dangerous for you to be out here. Um, and, and so may is forced to give up on it and, and May's aunt brings her home and that starts the precipitous, uh, acceleration of the story from being about a sleepy small town, possum Springs, uh, that the teens want to nuke to um, a, a Lovecraftian horror. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it like, it, she may quickly starts like devolving a bit. Like she's having really bad dreams. You have all these dream sequences where she's kind of, you know, either beating up cars or looking for musicians to play notes. And then there's giant animals that are kind of eating at her. And then you meet God and there's like a whole bunch of little, <laughs> you meet God, you meet God, which is legit a giant. That cat. was so frustrating yeah. to me because yeah. may keeps calling that, that creature God, right. even though the creature explicitly says, I don't God. know what God is, but I am not the God right. you speak of. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah. And I met God. I'm like, you know, you did like what, <laughs> what, you, you just straight up said they're not God. Yeah. Why would Why would you? Anyway, I thought you were talking about how frustrating the sequences actually were. Oh, I mean, they were not my favorite. I thought the dream sequences started out really strong, especially with that very first one where she goes up and she destroys the statue that's yes. like from from I think she says it's the same statue that she has at school. Right. And then they kind of just devolve into these like weird. Find the musician thing. Yeah. And, and they didn't have, I know like there is a bit of an explanation as to what like the musicians that you have to search throughout mm-hmm. the level for. Um, but I, I thought that there was going to be a closer tie between the experiences that you had during the day and the dream right. sequences. Yeah, they do. Sense. They just don't line up linearly. Oh, but there's two or three in the middle where all you have to do is track down the musicians and like there's no relation to what you're doing. Right. Like some of them do and some of them don't. Right. I think they all relate to locations that you will be at in the day. Um, I don't think they linearly relate. I think some of them are much forward in the future and some of them further back. Okay. Um, But, you know, like one example being the rooftops that you only find out later. I think it's the next two, two day periods where you actually chase B through uh, and over the rooftops to find her. Um, so I think part of it is also these locations only make sense if you choose the right story that day to mm-hmm. go down. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, so if, if you end up choosing a B path instead of a Greg path um, and you see B's location instead of 
A's, mm. um, you know, the, the nighttime location that you see won't make as much sense. Mm. Interesting. Which, the music was super cool, though. Yes, it was. I really, uh, I liked the music at every point in this yeah. game. I, I played this game while listening to podcasts, um, but I loved hearing the music. Yeah. I did not love playing their version of Rock Band. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I Don't. did love... I did love listening to the music. Oh it was gosh. perfect, though. In that, like, it was super frustrating. But like, be uh, May keeps saying like, I don't practice bass. I don't know this song. And it was, it was, it was frustrating. But like, it fit. Like, so the very beginning of the game, where you first get off of the train, you make your way home, and everything, you can go into your room and you can practice. Uh, playing bass right and it's your first interaction if you decide to do that right because otherwise you would your first time would be going to actual band practice right so i went to uh the bass and i tried playing it and the after i'm done the thing may says is i literally do not know this song <laughs> and i died i completely died i literally do not know this song Love like it. what is she doing playing a song in her room that she does not know whatsoever it's just hilarious so. yeah we played it on switch mm-hmm. where like the the buttons aren't colored right where on the xbox one where you played it mike and jess where you played it on pc where i think it was one two three four mm-hmm. for us it was oh my so God. difficult it was so hard i, te- I did terrible every time i didn't improve <laughs> i didn't get any better it was just like we're at band pra- we're not going to do anything legit with this band practice <laughs> like i i felt i was pretty good at the mini game but i did not like it in that like the 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 uh, arrangement left to right that they had the abxy buttons mm. did not correspond in my head to how they would be laid out linearly oh, okay. like yeah. flat mm-hmm. um and as a result i had to like do this weird transposition in my head between what the diagonal buttons look like and what they looked like flat on on a note stream coming down yeah um but you know i think they did a good job with it oh yeah it was lots of fun i but- think it was mm-hmm. a little too challenging if you dig into the extra content on the actual game itself, there's some concept art that shows an earlier kind yes, of layout I did see that. layout for the band, and it was in a cross form where like the Y would come down, the A would come up like if that. you're on Xbox One. Which to me, I'm like, why didn't you, why did you do it the way you did it? But I'm not a game designer. I'm sure there was a reason for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I didn't mind the format actually. I stumbled with it a little bit at first, but I thought it was one of the more fun games to partake in. On PC, um, is it one, two, three, four, left to right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, I basically had, you know, both of my hand, like, I had my left hand over one and two and my right hand over three and four. So, once you got the hook of it, it was actually quite easy. Um, Wait, you didn't even <laughs> use one hand? No, I used two hands. <laughs> you guys, no, no, no. I actually, I completely forgot. I played bass guitar in grade school when you had to learn an instrument. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I completely forgot. So I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. Like, this is (laughs) is exactly like what I. This is exactly like how you played the real bass guitar. So I, I had a lot of fun with that game. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You learn something new every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I I think this was a long path to getting towards. Oh yes. Once, once you start um, this this search for the cult, um, you end up. I don't know if we. Do you guys want to? Go step by step how we find out more information. We want to go to library than yeah. like graveyard, etc. Yeah, we started the library at the microfiche. 
Um, you, you basically go to the library with B, and when you go to the library with B, you have to go up to the third floor, and a lot of jokes about, like, um, hey, what's a library? Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go where the old dusty microfiche are. So you go up to the third floor, and that's when you, you take – it's one of those mini games, and um, – uh, the hands in this game always make me laugh because they just look so like yeah. static yeah. when you're moving things around, but you're moving this microfiche around to read different articles. You alluded to it earlier about the town, but you're trying to figure out, are there ghosts, mm-hmm. right? And there are three stories on this large microfiche that you have to like scroll around and find that deal specifically about the ghosts that are tied to the mine. Right, so you start to kind of put that together. You get more information about the town, and from there, that's when you go to uh, an abandoned house. Right? I didn't wait. Which one? I was went that to the one? graveyard. Oh, okay. you yeah. went to the graveyard. So yeah. you have you have three leads coming off yes. of the microfacial. You have the graveyard, the park, and the historical society. Mm-hmm. Uh right. Okay. Yes. Right. I went to the graveyard. Yeah, I went to the graveyard first. I went to the graveyard. Yeah. Same. I went okay. to the graveyard, and then I went to the park. So when you go to the graveyard, uh, you're there with B because uh, her mom's in the graveyard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the elements of B's story is that her mother died uh, senior year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the result was, which is why B's in her current situation, her dad kind of fell apart. And it was up to B to, to, to miss out on college and to, to hold her family, what was left of it together, and to keep the shop running. And so B takes this trip as an excuse to go see her mom. And, you know, there's also just a bunch of sad, sad elements like B's mom is buried in the low ground near where right, some of yes. the, the uh, sinkholes are uh, because they can't afford anything better for her. Mm-hmm. Right. And as part of this, you walk into uh, the graveyard and you stop at the statue and you see there's a statue in, in the back on top of one of these graves that looks exactly like the janitor. Oh, really? I don't think it's I a bird that. that looks just like the janitor. Well, that's creepy. <laughs> okay. You mean the character literally named the janitor. Yes. You literally never the get janitor. Their name. Yes. Who shows up at very opportune moments. Mm-hmm. Right. Are they God? Who knows? That's, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh. Know? Glad you're asking. The <laughs> um, and then as soon as that's, you know, as soon as you realize nothing's happening there and B's had her, her moment to talk with her mom, you break through a gate in a cemetery and you, uh, you dig open uh, a yeah, grave. You, you unearth a and, grave. And you unopen, yeah, you, you unearth the grave of the supposed ghost of uh, Possum Springs. And uh, while you're doing that, you see one of the the, the miners, uh, the, one of the cult members, yeah, and that you just think at this point is a ghost, exactly. right? The ghost that yeah. took the that kidnapped that girl on the phone, exactly. Yeah. So where do we go from there? Uh, well, I think I just want to mention first. Um, you have to go through a gate where it's guarded by a bunch of like nasty teens, and they oh yes, they make you tell like a. The goth, the goth teens goth make teams. you tell like a really embarrassing story about yourself. Yes. Oh, oh my god. Which gosh. was just like, mwah, just the writing was so perfect. Did everyone have the same embarrassing story or does it change? Because I think it changes, right? Like it can shift around, I think. I think you have a choice in like okay. details is it of the choosing story you or can is it tell? shifting? I think oh, we, we here need we go. to. <laughs> well, Jacob, if you change details, does the story yeah. change? It shifts. Yeah. Go ahead. Travis. Oh, no. Mine was terrible. Like she ended up going to. Uh, she wanted to kiss this boy at the 
dance, but then she bit his lip, and then he was bleeding, and then she shoved paper towel in his mouth, so he was choking. <laughs> oh, that's not the story I had and at all. I she... had a completely different story. Me oh, yeah. Too. So she shoves paper towel in his mouth, so he's choking. So she wants to do the Heimlich maneuver, and then like she's getting a little drunk and sick, so she ends up throwing up. She throws up on him. It's terrible, super embarrassing. Um, and then she uh, keeps going, and they end up leaving, but I think what ends up happening is... Because the guy left, because she ended up throwing up and puking and bleeding everywhere, um, he ended up. She ended up getting a ride from someone who took their tractor to the prom, and like she sat on the back of the tractor crying as the cars honked as they drove by. Like the worst, most embarrassing story I can ever imagine. So, was that May or was that Beast? That was May. Oh yeah, I had a completely, completely oh, really? different story. Completely did you, different. Did you have the attractive girl in class, Jess? That story. No. What? No. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my Go god, I can't it. believe I have tell to tell, yours, then I'll tell mine. three men this story. So May's <laughs> May's embarrassing story is like every girl's nightmare where she gets her period <gasps> in her school class. And she <laughs> she like second hand embarrassment. I'm she, seeing it live. She bleeds on the chair. Oh gosh. <gasps> So she gets up and she bolts and she um, watches somebody else go and sit in that same chair. And it's like <gasps> one of her male coworkers who then realizes that he's got blood dripping from his butt because he sat in the chair <laughs> where she had her period. And he goes to the nurse and the nurse calls his mom. Oh, my gosh. And he's upset. And then B walks by and like part of her story is like, I walked by and he knew. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> no! It's like it's it was horrifying. That uh, yeah, that's that does not sound great. No. Periods. Uh, mine was <laughs> I think everyone's uh, anyone who's had a crush on someone uh, can relate to. Um, May sees an attractive girl in her class uh, and doesn't know what to say, so stumbles into her one day in the hall and just starts yelling at her, Hey, and then <laughs> does not know what to say. And so, uh, turns to run and ends up hitting into a door frame and then bouncing into the garbage Oh my gosh. and, um, spaghetti. getting tied up into some, some spaghetti <laughs> and then the spaghetti gets in her mouth <laughs> and, oh uh, trash spaghetti, trash spaghetti, mom spaghetti. Oh my gosh. That's it's so on her funny. sweater already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Jacob, I feel like you had a similar story. That was my story. Exactly. Oh my All I remember from that whole story, because I had actually forgotten until you said spaghetti, and I was like, trash spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Door frame, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, we had the same yeah, story. Yeah, that's but, really funny. Boy, those are some embarrassing yeah, stories. It was really bad. Because was such a cop-out, right? Yeah. She yeah. was just like, I don't know, I, I, I said something embarrassing once, right. and then May was like, let me tell you my story. Right. Here's As my someone who's term. riddled with anxiety, yeah, let me let tell me you tell about you. the thing that I'll never forget that yeah. I did to myself. You won't charge me a nickel, so let me tell you right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the Maybe teens I... are complete jerks, and they don't care, and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can just go ahead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could have passed this whole time. I had no control over you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, ter- terrible teens. Um, 
after the uh, graveyard, you go um, and hang out with Greg, or you have the option from there? Because all I remember is... I think you can choose. Yeah. So I went and hung out with Greg. Yeah, me too. And all you do is you cause mischief. Like, you get really angry in the bathroom, and it was, like, another one of my favorite parts where you go and get these, like, really special donuts. Oh, wait. Nope. I didn't do this. Uh, you get these really special donuts, and while you do it, you, like, commit a bunch of crimes. Which, oh, really? Like, in the oh bathroom, it's this great vignette of, like putting paper like wet paper towel inside of an uh, like a hand dryer you like fill the toilet like full of toilet paper like you're stomping down on your feet and you're like filling it with toilet paper oh my God. and uh you're also like scratching the with your cat claws the um the bathroom stall and just like you can leave whatever design you want in the bathroom stall and i'm like this is great crimes are great oh my God. and <laughs> crimes crimes and it's her way of just like being coping. terrible and yeah. coping with what's going on yeah. and it was just like it was perfect. I didn't do that. I didn't I, do that either. I went on a hike with Angus. Hmm. Hmm. What happened there? Wheezy uh, Angus. Yeah, Angus. Angus has uh, asthma, even though he was on the track and field team in in grade school or middle <laughs> school. Um, and you find these different limestone mines, and uh, I don't know about you, but I I always run at full speed. Yeah. But with Angus, you kind of have to slow down, or you leave him behind, or he leaves you behind. Um, and. You make your way to the top, and I believe that's when you start uh, connecting the stars in the sky. And you know, he tells you about the different um, astrological basis, you know, things. And you have uh, kind of a discussion about you know metaphysics, like you know, does do supernatural powers exist? Um, are there psychics? Do you believe in God? What is your background? And you find out that Angus was abused quite a mm. bit as a kid. Um, and that his, his parents used to beat him and his mother used to lock him in the pantry. Um, and that's why he has a deep affinity for cooking. Uh, and um, as part of that, Angus, you know, as soon as you're done that whole segment, he says, don't look now, but someone's here. And when you, you know, when you look, when the camera zooms out, you see that one of the miners is just watching. Oh my gosh. Um, and it's one of the most unsettling moments I had in the game. <laughs> And I felt better because Angus was there. Yeah. Um, which, you know, made me feel like I was really relating hard to May. I was really <laughs> putting myself in her position. Um, but you get into this point where you just start running and you run away and you get in the car and you go back to the apartment. Um, and then I think from there is, is when it jumps off. Right. When everyone starts to believe you and it, it becomes chapter four, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like the, the way the game, and it actually kind of almost takes control from you and like sets you down a very linear path to the end of the game, right? right. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do we talk about the end of the game? Because this is essentially like chapter four, epilogue are kind of one, it's almost like chapter three is like a few hours and then chapter four and the epilogue are like 45 minutes, Mm-hmm. It it really comes to a conclusion, and there's a lot that happens in chapter four and the epilogue. So um, you wake up and you're not feeling so great based on what happened the night prior. Each day you're looking worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after you finish whatever that third choice is, so my third choice was the same with Angus in the park and the constellations, and then you have the weird ghost guy hanging out, and you bolt it, and Angus out of nowhere can like now run down the hill and he's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his asthma is gone. Yeah. And then you go back to Greg's and you have this like little debrief and that's where the ghost hunting kicks off. So then as a group, you go back to the park and it's this very long, like 
you basically just have to walk through like there's not really like there's no choice that you have to make there's no actual gameplay like you just walk through the level until you reach the end where you encounter um the hooded group of men right who are torturing one of their own correct right. yes yeah. something about uh their leg I, I think and then they in, like you hear them talking and they're pretty much just torturing someone and then uh they someone says may's name like they recognize may Borowski. yeah they recognize i don't think we ever find out who that person is who Aunt, knows Aunt Copcat. Aunt Co- it's Aunt Copcat. <laughs> um so yeah then it's germs uh, germs family for yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you end up running and uh I'm assuming so the screen kind of like goes to black and I you pretty much get separated and all of a sudden like you wake up and like I was controlling B like yeah. I I wasn't controlling like, oh in the apartment in the apartment yes. like because so, it cuts right like yes. it, I control Greg oh really so it probably oh. was whoever you had the most relationship with yeah oh, I did no. I controlled B Greg is my guy <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I ended up uh, you pretty much just control B and I'm like what is happening right now? I'm And like, it's really not clear. Like what happened to May? And you and have that kind of frantic look throughout the apartment yes. to see if you can find May. Exactly. Like I'm walking around and Ugh. like, he's not moving My at any pace sank. or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, come on, like pick up the pace. Like I want to know what's happening. And, uh, yeah, you pretty much walk around after you interact with, I think er- enough things. Then there's, is there a knock at the door? And no. Yes. I think cause then it, there's a knock at the door and it's May. Mm-hmm. And but now it gets foggy because I think it really cuts in from like there to like a sleep sequence and then like you're waking up in the house and then you left mm-hmm. the house and then you go back to the apartment like it kind of jumps really quickly around and I got really disoriented about like where May was supposed to be that entire time mm-hmm. and then go- it's a it's a church that turns into a hospital at one point as well do you, do you remember that part mm-hmm. yes 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 yeah. that's right yep in kind of like May's dream sequencey kind of mm-hmm. things and I'm like is she in the hospital like I really where didn't also understand. the janitor shows up. What's that? The janitor shows up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. I love the the janitor. janitor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm using finger quotes. Mm -hmm. Wait for a podcast. (laughs) I I think what ends up happening there is everyone extremely believes that something's going down. Right. Um, And May um, wakes up after sleeping on the couch for a while and and says, hey, now that everyone's asleep, I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to not be a burden on them. I'm not going to drag my friends into this. And May heads out in a night in the woods <laughs> and um, stumbles across one of the one of the miners. And out of nowhere, a bolt from a crossbow <laughs> flies and pegs him right in the head. And you hear Greg and B and um, Angus... Yeah. Um, roll up behind you, and you feel like, oh my god! Yeah, the thank, thank you. The <laughs> cavalry's here. This was a, a something that a young, stupid teenager, twenty-year-old would do. Um, what have a crossbow? No, go <laughs> off and try and fight all by themselves. Clearly, um, but what ends up happening is the miner Ein, who's hit with uh with this arrow runs back deep into the mine Mm -hmm. and you and your crew chase him down and you go further and further deeper down into the mine Mm -hmm. until you hear a voice that says take one more step further and you'll die um and that's when we get the revelations yeah that it's it's not just one ghost in air quotes it is um this this ancient order um that has been feeding uh, an ancient evil at the at the bottom of the mine with um, beggars and homeless people and and vagrants 
who would not be missed. The scum uh, of society, essentially. Yeah. And what they find is that when they feed this evil ancient being um, at the bottom of this mine, um, life in Possum Springs gets better. Uh, and, and it provides a future for them. Um, and, and I don't want to dive into any of the like metaphor there of, yeah. what, of what they're going for. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it is a fantastic Faustian bargain. That that the that the residents of this town or this community are are involved with, and I don't know about you guys, but I immediately was transported to the members of city council that you yes. see yep. coming up with these harebrained schemes to try and make Possum Springs more attractive mm-hmm. and more business friendly, and and not wanting uh, any of these homeless people there. Um, which to me, I thought like my rationale was. They definitely don't want them to be comfortable and in this church because then they become part of the community and then it's harder to just drop them in the bottom of this mine shaft. Oh. Um, but you know, it, it was it was um, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. What what did you guys think of the bargain? Of the of the bargain that they were trying to get. Oh you yeah, to try to, to get them to pretty much continue what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, no, there's no way. Like <laughs> I was pretty like dismissive of it immediately. Um, but then again, I wasn't surprised that May was kind of like, wait, let me hear what they have to say, you know. Um, but I was yeah, super dismissive of it immediately, and I was like, okay, well, this like, where is this going, right? And it was surprised that they just kind of let you go. They're just like. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Because we know who you are. Like it was pretty much like a threat that like yeah. we know who you are. You don't know who we are. So like if you tell anyone, like good luck. Yeah. You know. So you don't know who to tell. Right. Who it's safe to tell and exactly. who it isn't. Not Aunt Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the ending completely floored me. Like if if I were in any of those like animal shoes i would have been (laughs) flying for the other direction (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, you know being face to face at least with the concept of a lovecraftian horror like this ancient god that's just happens to be at the at the hole at the at the center of the town mine that would also make me just run and or also just be paralyzed with fear yeah 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 yeah. which is also common in lovecraftian (laughs) horror (laughs) I just wanted to know, like, what what is in the pit, right? It it is it's alluded to throughout that it's the the dark goat, mm-hmm. um, which don't like don't quote me because it's been a while since I've read Lovecraft, but there is a dark goat in Lovecraftian horror that is, um, that is like a cult like figure. It's one of the old gods, I think, um. And and is you know in, in in the same way that many of the old gods in you know Lovecraft's universe are are pure evil, um, or or pure purely uncaring, um, you you expect that this one w- would be the same. But I mean, like literally at the bottom of the pit is just a bunch of bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of the bones, like the, the sick side of me was thinking of like all the children and teenagers that have been eaten over mm. the years. So. And so, go ahead. What were what were your uh what were what were your reactions when you start trying to escape and you're trudging through the water and you fall and you end up having the conversation with that with that ancient one? The ancient. I thought it was a hallucination the Did whole you? time. Yeah. I was like 
that it was just gases from the mine that yeah. were that were leaking. 100%. Ah, you're very like canary, very Angus. Like the canary <laughs> in me was like screaming out loud and being like, "There's gases! There's gases!" Um, <laughs> you but had a very Angus take on it. I did, I did, and very much like, "Hey, this is hallucination. Like your your mental health issues are coming to a head here because I think it's alluded to that you have a disso- disassociative disorder. Um, one of the big things that's discussed is um, with B. You talk about how um, there's an incident that's alluded to throughout the whole game Mm -hmm. and the incident is at a baseball game when you were younger um, you start seeing people as shapes and you just completely disassociate with the outside world oh I never piece that together as mental illness I thought it was actually like a demon thing no she legit just stopped associating people to they just became shapes and she stopped so that's why she wanted to punch this kid she just wanted to like it was just a shape right and all she saw is she wanted to see a different shape so she just started seeing red because she literally beat the hell out of this kid Mm -hmm. and in the town because it's so small everyone knows about it you finally find out what i did not think about disassociation in like a psychological context Mm -hmm. that's uh, that's where i i didn't go spiritual at all or i didn't go like lovecraftian i went like complete mental health like this was the the crisis this is it coming to a head Mm -hmm. and she's she's truly dealing with disassociation through like a the her inner voice right so i i totally bought the paranormal elements of the world nice because all of her other friends also believed it and because there was no plausible ex- explanation for a guy who was able to phase through a fence yeah i don't know if they, they don't really explain that either they just yeah, well like no run they, with it. i mean they do explain that he was able to gain special powers as a result but are they are they are they powers or are they? Is it just a, again a hallucination? Is I, don't, it, I don't know about you, but maze? I can't hallucinate myself through a through a fence. <laughs> but you can hallucinate <laughs> others through a fence. You can see things, right? I I just could she could they have gone over the fence? Like, but I think I think the baseline assumption if uh, May and her friends are experiencing uh, some type of hallucination because of a gas leak mm-hmm. that these miners who are throwing people into a pit in the middle of the mine are also experiencing it. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine that they all have this hallucination and it somehow allows them to face through a fence or solid objects. Enough leeway in the writing to be able to infer a bunch of these different things. Like it could be this, it could be that, it could be this, right? Yeah. Also with supernatural powers, how do you, how do you account for uh, the quick time event where the guy appears in, in the elevator shaft grabs onto your foot? Um, and just materializes and dematerializes. Years and years of being in a cult. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I didn't connect the dots at all with with um, May's mental health. Like, I actually circled back and I just assumed that, like, because she was from Possum Springs and this is, like, the history of her town and she's been around in her whole life that it was all connected to whatever it is was controlling, mm-hmm. like, you know the the cult and the the what what was it called the the dark goat? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I even. Knew I the mean, uh, they they um, I don't think they name the cult, uh, but there are definitely allusions throughout to a a dark goat as, as being the the, the evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the, the dreams, you see a bird, you see fish, you see there was one. There's where a, I there's a thing in a your notebook. Bee coming to eat you, like bee as in Beatrice. Like I thought it was it was a crocodile, and it comes straight down and it eats you. I thought it was Beatrice, but I. I'm assuming. It and was that the, the day after you have the fight with Beatrice? It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And and to me, like the one thing I want to, and this is kind of all that I have in relation to to my position, is Doctor Hank, who's a terrible doctor, dentist, whatever, has people in town that experience mental health issues journal, right? And that's one thing that you always carry around with you is this journal. And as you experience certain things in the world, you actually draw whatever happened to you. And some of the the drawings are very comical and excellent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, as the game went on, your your drawings got darker and darker. And, like, imagine that, like, you're using a pencil, uh-huh. and instead of, like, drawing fine lines with a pencil, you're actually, like, using the side of the pencil to draw, like, to darkness shade, and yeah. shadows. Yeah, there was just, so, like, big black circles mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm, yeah. like, her, her drawings are getting darker. Her mental state is getting worse. She's depersonalizing that's as time really goes good. on. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. That's, Everyone keeps telling her that she looks bad. Like, you need to get sleep. Like, they keep, like, she's yeah. physically, like, yeah. feeling it, too. Yeah. Also, I don't think we should judge on, like, the doctor in the town that much, because, like, <laughs> I, th- I think it's like worth, you know, being a, a country doctor or a doctor in a small, right. small mm-hmm. town is a difficult and thankless task. He doesn't have the resources to maybe yeah. be able to deal with all that kind yeah. of stuff. And right? Yeah. He'll never be able to service every need of a residence. Anyways. Right. Yeah. Point, I, I don't know why I'm coming to the defense of this imaginary doctor, yeah. but I just, you know, wanted to say. Let's cut him some slack. He's doing his best. <laughs> yeah, I want to give credit to uh, Chloe Spencer at Kotaku, who kind of went really deep on the uh, depression um, uh, topic in relation to Night in the Woods, and that's where a lot of this came from. So right. I don't want to steal credit. She, she wrote a great article related to that. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, what ends up happening um, is, is at some point you fall into a pit and you have this discussion with this this ancient evil or this ancient god. Um, and May has this revelation, I guess, where she says, you know, I want it to hurt. Um, I don't care if I die, but I, I, I want it to hurt. I want to feel something because feeling something will mean that this is real and it was worthwhile and it mattered. Um, and, and I think the revelation that May comes to is that, yeah, maybe when we're faced with an existential crisis and the infinite uncaring of the universe, um, maybe... You know, the answer for her isn't God, but the answer for her is the relationships that she has with the people around her. Yeah. Um, and and by finding meaning in that, that's enough meaning for her to, to continue on with her life. And I think this the story of the game is a beautiful journey that, you know, helps helps explain those relationships and show where that value comes from and helps helps her wrestle with it. So I guess from there it's just an epilogue that kind of goes on and, and says after the mind collapse after you're saved by oh you you have this insane quick time event yeah where yeah. you it's kind of a trolley problem mm-hmm. do you do you fight this person uh, who's trying to drag you down or do you not mm-hmm. um, and what I find out is no matter what you do the same outcome happens mm-hmm. oh yeah no I totally kicked them uh, me like, too oh yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wait what happens if you don't kick them uh, they still it's the exact same thing happens oh. um, but choosing not to choose is, is still a choice right. I think is what yeah. they're yes. trying to get to uh, yeah totally um, and, and so um, the next day is kind of you know a brand new world yeah um even though so much of the town is the same mm-hmm. and you walk through it with your eyes peeled to see if anyone is that missing. yeah if yes, anyone's I know, missing that's what i was looking and for. i noticed no one that was I missing couldn't tell no not um, at all. so for me it, it leads more credence to the theory that it's you know germs family right. who, mm. are, who are outside of town and, and not one of the town members themselves right um and then instead of dealing with all of the issues right. that that happen 
um, and, and and trying to come up with some cohesive postmortem. Yeah, there's um, just 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 like, hey, we're gonna pretend. Just, this, yeah, let's just let's just pretend. Let's like, just keep moving. Yeah. Let's just keep going, and and let's just pretend today is a normal day, mm-hmm. and we will deal with this insanity that we just dealt with. Yep. Tomorrow. Yeah. Right now, let's let's eat pizza and play music. I, I was convinced there was going to be one final band practice thing. And so I was, <laughs> I was sitting there ready for it. I was like, there's going to be one more band yes. practice where I'm going to do terrible, yes. do absolutely terrible. And then the game just ended. And then I was like, oh, I'm a little disappointed. I didn't get to suck at doing a pig. <laughs> but that credit sequence was so great. <laughs> yeah. That credit sequence is so great. And also so many great names in there that I didn't realize were, were special consultants and, and special shout outs, like friend of the friend of the show, Carla Zamonia. Uh, Zamonja, um, um, you know, Jake Rodkin, a bunch of the Idle Thumbs guys, Nick Sutner, um, Rami Ismail, Rami Ismail, so many people. That's crazy. Um, and, and, you know, it, it was amazing. And it's not surprising that this game turned out as fantastic as yes. it did with input from all of those people. Um, but I, I, I thought it was a fantastic game. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. I had a great time with it. Um, it's only about 10 hours, so it's like it's pretty quick. I mean, yeah. that's 10 hours <laughs> me doing everything, okay. right? Yeah, like I did as much as I possibly could, you know? <coughs> I um, think I think I clocked 15 to 20. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Because I, I chased down uh, almost every side quest right. that I could find. Yeah, I want to say last time I looked, it was around like 10-ish. I mean, yeah. it's probably a little bit more than that. The Switch isn't really specific about like how, how long your game right. time is, so... Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. Great game. Um, would recommend. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Jess? I I loved the game right up until the end. Like the <sighs> the supernatural, you know, sacrificial economic monster thing. Like didn't really do it for me. I was expect I was really expecting something else, and it kind of felt like to me it just felt like an an easy way of wrapping everything together. Hmm. Um, not an easy way because it wasn't exactly simple, but it just didn't feel like. I would have never seen that ending coming, and I, I just it, I I was let down by the way that, that everything was wrapped up. But gameplay was great. I loved the mini games. Like the pacing, I think felt a little slow at certain times, but overall, like I I had a really good time playing it. Yeah, this, this game for me has been sitting on my Switch for about a year, and I I wasn't a Kickstarter backer. This game was a, a Kickstarter back in the day, um, back in kind of the heyday of Kickstarter. Um, but I've been looking forward to playing it. It's one of the reasons why, like, this type of game is the reason why I want to do this podcast, because this game is is something that you get together with friends, you missed it, it's new, it's something you want to talk about, it's something that we spent almost two hours kind of diving in, and I feel like, like the Soma episode that Jessica was on, like some of the other ones, like Journey that we've talked about, these are games that have... You could have spin-off conversations talking about like can people actually change as a part of this this conversation? <laughs> or do We're they just have shift? a lot more conversations <laughs> yeah. about this game and like the na- the nature of man? Yeah, you were gonna call me and be like, Jacob, you're so wrong, and I have so many things to educate you about, and here's a book. But like, <laughs> that's what this game does. This is a video game. I love it. I would recommend it to anybody. Um, thanks for for experiencing this with me. Absolutely, very it's, well said. It's a may. Early, we mentioned one question early in the show. We had another question from the Ludo Narrative podcast. Um, you can check them out. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Ludo Narrative FM. Their question is, how far did y'all make it into Demon Tower? I never quite Oof. got past the final level, but loved how it fit into the overall game. What was, how many levels are there? That's a great question. I, I only got to the boss of the second level, and I played maybe five or six times, and I just, I, I'm not good at video games. So. I, I got to the boss of the third level, and gave up 
Yeah. I was like, I uh, there are better video games to play outside of the video game inside of this video game. <laughs> Can you just describe it really quick, what Demon Tower is? It is a roguelike, I think. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be like a roguelike. Um, hack and slash, where you upgrade by getting... I think it's fire inside vases. Yeah, it's like little pink fire. Yeah, things. and and you cannot be it. You cannot. Um, I think you have one one life essentially. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like, I think you can get oh, hit, yeah. and then you kind of turn old or like slow and <laughs> decrepit. I don't know. And then you're slow, and then you keep moving. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I think I made it to like the third, maybe the yeah. third level. The first time I played it, um, I actually it glitched on me. Um, the I, the key room wasn't there, mm. so like the the room to find the key to move to the next floor didn't happen. So I had to like look it up to see what happened, and then I ended up playing it again. I think I played it like like you, Jacob, like a few more times, and then I just kind of left it. So there were nine levels total. Wow, uh, yeah, no, not not getting through it. Jess, no. did you play it at all? I only made it to level three. I think I died oh. very quickly, and I was just like, nope, I've got other things to do. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm in that same camp. Also, I love the computer interface and the MSN chat and, and, oh, and yeah. all of that oh, yeah. stuff. But we don't have time to get into it. We will talk about this some other time. Jacob, <laughs> where can the people find you at? They can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on every major social media platform. But you know where else they can find me, where? Michael? I want to digress. Where where, can, where else can they there's find this, you? There's this Another thing, hot deals? Hot deals. Another hot discussion? Yeah, Discord. That's a thing, right? That's a thing? Where, where can people find the Discord? So if you go to leftbehindgame.club, there's this big button on the front of our website um, where you can find the link to our Discord server. Um, there are some excellent, excellent folks, some excellent deals, some excellent news. It's really just excellent. Unlike Possum Springs where people are disappearing every day, we have new people showing up <laughs> every day to the Discord server. Nice. We promise we will not push you into our ancient evil pit to make our world better. Mm-hmm. We welcome one and all. Mo is the only person that goes in that pit. <laughs> and he, he comes out occasionally. Mo is the ancient evil at the bottom of the pit. <laughs> Let's just not tell him about this. He won't read anything Absolutely if we post not. in the show notes. Travis, where can the people find you at? Uh, on Twitter at Travis Holman. Fantastic. And Jess, where can the people find you at? You can find me lurking on Discord at Jess Tuzo. Fantastic. Everyone shoot over your hot theories about whether this was a coming-of-age story or not. I'm sure we will pick up the discussion there. You can find me at uh, Ruflo M on most social places online or MikeRuflo.com. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. Mm-hmm.